What is up guys and welcome back to another episode of Bleeding BNG, episode 113. And I have a special type of episode for you guys today. But what before we get too deep into the nitty gritty, I'm going to go ahead and give you a timestamp as I do for all of my episodes. Today is Wednesday, February the 21st. And we're about two months, we're a little over two months away from the 2024 NFL uh, draft that's set to start on April 25th and run through April 27th. So for today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and release my NFL Mock Draft 1.0. So there's going to be a bunch of these Mock Draft episodes. You see we titled it 1.0. We'll have a bunch of these type of episodes leading to the draft. So, hey, if you love this episode, if you love these haul, if you love our draft haul in this episode, you may not like the next one. Uh, if you don't like this one as much, you may love the, uh, the next one. But no matter how you feel, be sure to comment. Be sure to let me know how you feel about our draft haul. But not only comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, and be sure to share. We're on the road to 1.1K followers, and I can't do it without you guys. And... I'm going to be pushing out a lot more content because, you know, we're the off-season champs over here in Washington. And this is just a sneak peek of the content that I'm going to be giving you guys as we lead up to the NFL draft. So without further ado, I'm about to go ahead and start. We're going to go ahead and use the Pro Football NFL Mock Draft Simulator. Um, for you guys that aren't casual, some of you guys... Uh, I have delved into this. Some of you guys that are in the draft, have you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to be talking through the picks, excuse me, because we are using audio-only platforms such as Spotify, such as Apple Podcasts as well. So go along, with, um, go along on this journey with me. Um, and if you've been following us on social media and you're following us um, in the podcast, you know exactly who we're looking to snack uh, in the first round. Um, and that is the DMV's finest, Caleb Williams, the man, the myth, the legend, Caleb Williams, quarterback out of the U.S., out of USC, um, the quarterback and the player that's projected to go number one overall. So I'm going to go ahead and see what the Chicago Bears are talking about. Um, you know, it was rumored that they'll be looking for a historic haul. So we're going to go ahead and see what they're talking about over there in Chicago check in. Uh, but one thing that I refuse. One thing that I refuse to do is to be thotting picks and be busting it wide open, going crazy, and just just letting just letting Caleb Williams and the Chicago Bears have it any which way. I'm not going to get desperate. I'm not going to give up my entire draft class a la the New Orleans Saints and Ricky Williams. We're not going to be doing that. So while we're going to go ahead and check in, message to see what the Chicago Bears have um, and inquire about what they're looking for for that number one pick. If it's too crazy, we're going to go ahead and use these hella picks that we already got and accelerate the rebuild that way. Um, so without further ado, let's get into this draft. And as always, please let me know how you feel about this draft. Let's start. So I'm going to go ahead and pause the draft first. And like I said, I'm going to go ahead and knock on that door in Chicago on George Hollis Way. I think that's where the facilities are. And see what they over there chatting about. So as I said, I'm not going to go ahead and bust it wide open, give up all of my picks. Um, so we're going to inquire about the number one pick, moving up one spot in the draft. And I'm willing to part ways with pick number two this year and a swap of first round picks. Pick number 36 this year. Um, pick number 67 this year. And a 2025 first round pick from Washington. Because I don't think that that pick's going to be that high if we get this rebuild right. 
if he get this rebuild right, that pick shouldn't be too high. Um, so I'm willing to part with it. Um, so to wrap up the trade that I'm proposing to the Chicago Bears, our pick two, pick 36, and pick 30, uh, pick 67 in this year's draft, along with a first-round pick next year for their first number one overall pick in this year's draft. We're going to propose that trade and see what the Chicago Bears are talking about. Oh, and before I go ahead and go through this trade, guys, um, like I said, we're going to be pushing out a lot of these episodes. We're going to be pushing out Mock Draft 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. I don't know how many we're going to do, but we're going to be exploring a lot of different situations. We're going to be exploring a lot of different scenarios. But one thing that I remain and one thing that I promise to um, do for you guys is I'm going to remain as realistic and consistent as possible and let me tell you what I mean by that some guys that are checking this out I know you guys are just as big into the draft as I am um, and you guys have used these simulators and you know that some of these prospect rankings even though the guys at pro, pro football network they do great work they do great work but some of these prospect rankings are a little jacked up, especially prior to the combine. Because um, right now, all they have to go off of is like the East-West Shrine game, college film, and the senior bowl. So a lot of these prospect rankings are jacked up. Um, so in some cases, you might have a player on the board that has no business being available where you'll be selecting. Um, for example, I'm not going to be selecting Jared Burst with pick 40 if he's left on the board. Because that's no way fucking possible that that's going to happen. In um, April come the real um, draft. Um, so I'll go ahead and let somebody else take him. So I don't want to hear, damn, dude, you left that great player on the board. Um, if that scenario does come up, because I'm trying to remain as realistic as possible to give you guys a realistic look at what a rebuild might look like for Washington. So going back to this trade, let's see what the Chicago Bears say. And they hit me with the you're fired, like Donald Trump on Apprentice. They said not of that. They hit me with the fuck out of here. And they declined my trade. Um, and like I told you, I refused to bust it wide open for Caleb Williams. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep our picks. And we're going to, you know, the uh, accelerate this rebuild and get our draft haul the OG original way. So let's go ahead back to the simulator. Oh! It ain't shocker. It ain't shocker. Whoa! Now, this is how you start off Mark Draft 1.0. I know I tried to say that. I know I'm going to say that. I was trying to be as realistic as possible. I did say that. But, hey, the way that some of y'all are talking in Commander's Twitter, this might be realistic. Hey, Kayla Williams might not be the number one pick with the way some of y'all are talking. Even though I know that he's the best prospect in this draft, the Chicago Bears do what the Chicago Bears do. Dumb shit. And they drafted Drake May. Um, with the first pick. So that means that Caleb Williams, the number one prospect in the draft, is still on the board. And I have a couple of trade offers that I'm not even going to bother looking at. Fuck that. We're going to go ahead and draft DMV's own Caleb Williams. We're going to reject this pick from New, uh, New England. But I'll remiss, be remiss that I mention it to my fans listening on audio-only platforms. The New England Patriots are trying to slide in our DMs and give us the third pick, the 34th pick, the 68th pick, and the second pick in next year's draft for our second pick and the rights to draft Caleb Williams and pick 101 in this draft. Fuck out of here. Goodbye. We're going to go ahead and reject that and draft the bad, the myth, the legend Caleb Williams out of UC and uh, USC and pair him with um, Cliff Kingsbury, who was his quarterback coach for the 2023 season. 
in a shocker of a move. But like I said, hey, it's the Bears. What do you expect? What do you expect? They took Mr. Bisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. I know some of you guys are like, oh, man, we didn't project Patrick Mahomes to be. Hey, well, guess what? Deshaun Watson was coming off a national championship. But you guys went with Mr. Bisky. So y'all just do dumb shit in Chicago. Um, so I see that some of the prospects that I still like are left on the board. No. Matter of fact, oh, never mind. Here he is. So, oh, no. Troy Fatanu is off the board. Troy Fatanu is off the board. He went 31 to the San Francisco 49ers, and that is somebody that I was looking to potentially pair um, or uh, pair, you know, a couple of draft picks to move up to the end of the second round with uh, to, you know, secure that fifth, uh, fifth year option for a guy that I do like. But I do have some offensive tackles that are still left on the board, some offensive tackle prospects that I still like. Tyler Guyton is still left on the board. Uh, so let's see. I'm going to go ahead and bang down the Kansas City Chiefs um, door. They have the 32nd pick. So we're going to inquire about the 32nd pick. I'm going to see if they take our 36th pick and our 67th pick in this year's draft. So I'm willing to part ways with our 36th pick and our 67th pick in this year's draft to move up to the 32nd pick at the last pick in the first round um, to secure the guy I like, to not only secure the guy I like, but hopefully have the option of signing him to that fifth-year option as well. Let's see what the Kansas City Chiefs say. And that trade was accepted. Um, so we're on, back on the board with the 32nd pick. Um, a guy that I'm looking at right now is Tyler Guyton, who's an athletic specimen. Um, he is a, a strictly a tackle. One of the reasons that I like um, Troy Fatano is his positional versatility. He's a guy that played tackle at the University of Washington. But I think that he has a chance to be an elite all-pro level guard um, in the NFL. Um, but he's off the board. So I'm going to go ahead with um, the next best tackle prospect in Tyler Guyton. Let's go ahead and look at those measurables. Um, he's 6'7", 326 pounds. And I think he has the capability of playing at not only the left or the right. Um, and you know how I feel about Charles Leno and Andrew Wiley. And I feel he has the capability of replacing any one of those Joes, any one of those Jokers uh, from day one. So I would be ecstatic um, to draft um, Tyler Guyton. And not only draft Tyler Guyton, but have the option of, you know, having that fifth-year option um, with him as well. So we'll go ahead and select Tyler Guyton with the 37, 32nd pick and our second pick in the first round. So Darius Robinson goes off the board. Leonard Taylor's off the board. Jordan Morgan's off the board. Lad McCockey's off the board. And Tavondre Sweater off the board. And we're back on the board with pick 40. Um, and we have a couple of trade offers on the board. We have the Cincinnati Bengals offering pick 49 and pick 116 for pick 40. So we would be only dropping, we would only be dropping um, nine picks, but we would accumulate one of the picks that we lost in trading up. Um, and we have some prospects that we like on the board. We have a Byron Murphy Jr. We have a Cameron Kitchens. We have a Kingley Samataya. We have a Troy Franklin, the wide receiver out of Oregon. Um, we have Michael Penix Jr. We have TJ Tampa. We have the Zach Frazier. Um, I, I'm liking TJ Tampa. 
I'm liking Cameron Kitchens. Wow. But is that willing? Am I willing to miss out on those guys for the 116th pick when I already have hella picks? Uh, what you guys think? Oh, I'm not talking to you in real time. I'm going to go ahead and accept this offer because I think that TJ Tampa might um, still be left on the board. Um, and I think that there's going to be good value still left at pick 116. So we'll go ahead and accept the deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. TJ Tampa goes at pick 48. <coughs> wow. I guess that's that's hey man, that's that's the game you play when you um you know are willing to trade back. But now we're left with pick 49, or we're at pick 49. We have Kingley Samatea still left on the board. Um, but uh he's like an, another tackle only type prospect. Um at 280 pounds. He doesn't have, you know, the 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 stones uh he he a little light in the ass to be playing guard at the nfl level um but we have zach frazier from west virginia trey benson left on the board we have christian haynes still left on the board the pride of Bowie, my alma mater christian haynes still left on the board at offensive guard uh we have adisa isaac we have jatavian sanders um Edrin Cooper. We have Edrin Cooper left on the board as well. Um, a guy that I think might might be a, a problem in a in a Dan Quinn type defense. Ah. I know I'm a little biased towards Christian Haynes coming from my alma mater, my high school, Bowie High School. Shout out to the Bulldogs. Um, Jatavian Sanders. Do I want to give my man Caleb Williams another weapon, even though we a little light in the ass? We are we hella light in the ass. Um, at the tight end position, um, but I do need to beef up that defense. So I'm gonna go ahead and select. Ah, our next pick is at what? 101. Ah, I'm gonna go ahead and select. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pair Caleb Williams. No, I'm going to go ahead and select Edrin Cooper, the do-it-all linebacker out of um, the University of Texas A&M. If you look at his measurables, he's 6'3", 230 pounds. He's capable of playing off-ball. Um, they've used him to spy guys like Jaden Daniels in the SEC. They used him to spy guys um, and uh, rush the passer. If you look at some of his tackle for loss and sack numbers, um, he, he can do a lot of damage coming downhill as an off-ball linebacker. Um, so this is a chess piece that I think can be um, very, very um, vital in a Dan Quinn-type defense. Um, you know, Dan Quinn mentioned, you know, talking to a lot of basketball personnel, um, trying to figure out how to use positionless players on his defense. And I think that Edrin Cooper fits that bill. So I'm going to go ahead and select Edrin Cooper, the linebacker from Texas A&M. So we got some names coming off the board. We got Malachi Corley coming off the board. We got Zach Frazier coming off the board. DJ James, Cole Bishop, 
Um, Xavier Leggett, wide receiver from South Carolina. So we got some dogs coming off the board. We definitely got some dogs coming off the board. And I'm going to pause it here because I see that Jatavian Sanders is still left on the board. I see that Jatavian Sanders is still left on the board. And I think that at pick 74, this value is too good to pass up. So I'm going to go ahead and propose a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. To see if I can get that pickup off of them. I'll go ahead and trade them a pick 101. And pick 103. How you guys feel about giving up pick 101 and pick 103 um, to trade up for Jatavian Sanders at 74? I think that his value where he is, I think that that deal is, might be too good to pass up on. So I'm going to go ahead and propose that trade. Matter of fact, let's see if I can get him for pick 101 and 116 at first. We're going to propose pick 101 and 116 to move up to pick 74 um, with the Atlanta Falcons. And let's see what they say. They declined that trade. So let's go back to the sim. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're going to propose picks 101 and 103 to the Falcons. And let's see what they say for those. And that trade was accepted. So we have traded picks 101 and 103 to the Atlanta Falcons, um, to the Atlanta Falcons to move up um, a significant amount, to move up to the 74th pick to hopefully select tight end Jatavian Sanders. Let's move up on this big board. And bring him in. You see, Pro Football Network has him as the 50th ranked prospect, so we're getting great value with the 74th pick. And I, I'm feeling great walking out of this, walking out of this war room after that selection. So if you look at some of my selections so far, I have Caleb Williams, I have Tyler Guyton, I have Edrin Cooper, and I have tight end Jatavian Sanders. Um, so far, Spencer Rattler's off the board. We have Ben Sanat coming off the board. Aldrich Estime, running back from. Uh, Notre Dame going to the Eagles, so he's going to be held to tackle for the next couple of years. Ah, one of my guys, Jamari Thresh. I was hoping that he might potentially be there at pick 116, um, but he comes off the board. So, at pick 116, we have, uh, we have a lot of defensive players. We have Trevin Wallace. We have Junior Colson. We have Makai Wingo. We have Jalen Wright, Jalon Ford, Cam Hart, and Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, and then our next pick would not be until pick 138. Um, I do like Jalen Wright. Uh, I'm not sure that he's the type of change of pace back that I'm looking for. Uh, I think that Marshawn Lloyd might be that type of guy. Um, while he doesn't have, you know, elite top end speed, he does have quickness. He's agile 
and he's shown a prowess and the capability to receive out the backfield, something that you need in the air raid type offense. And you'll be pairing him with uh, Cliff Kingsbury like you'll be doing with Caleb Williams. So without further ado, I think that he might be the best value here um, and the best scheme fit. So we'll go ahead and select Marshawn Lloyd, <coughs> the running back out of USC. And then our next pick will be at pick 138. So the Los Angeles Chargers are trying to trade two lower picks to us. They're trying to pay p trade pick 139 for pick 138, along with pick 223, and we give a pick 220, 220. That deal makes no fucking sense to me. Why would I do that? So we're going to go ahead and reject that offer, and we're on the board at pick 138, and we have tight end Theo Johnson left on the board. We have offensive guard Taylor Baltolini. Um, you know, I love me a corn-fed lineman from Wisconsin. You know I love me a corn-fed lineman from Wisconsin. Oh, Dylan Lobb is still on the board. One of my favorite pass-catching backs out the draft. Um, Dylan Holker is still on the board. Uh, maybe George Kittle. Curtis Jacobs is still on the board. Uh, we had Jacob Cowing. Uh, we got some players. We got some players. We got Dylan Johnson still up on the board. Luke McCaffrey. Um... So, yeah, we definitely have some players left on the board. Um, and I think that I've only drafted one lineman to this point. Uh, and I've drafted only one defender to this point as well. Um, but I think that Tanner Baltolini's value at pick 138 at 6'4", He has scheme versatility. I know coming from, you know... Uh, Wisconsin, they have a lot of downhill running, uh, not not much zone. They have a lot of uh, gap control scheme and things of that nature. Uh, but I think that he has the scheme versatility to fit a lot of different schemes in the NFL. Uh, and I think that he might be a solid pick here in round five. Uh, so Taylor Baltolini um, is the pick. Uh, an offensive center from Wisconsin. And he also gives you um, the capability of, you know, him kicking over to God or your center that you drafted last year, Ricky Strawberry, who's coming back from injury, the potential to come over or come back from uh, his injury to kick over to guard as well. Excuse me. So our next pick is on pick 181. Uh, Christian Boyd is off the board. Curtis Jenkins, one of my favorite late-round prospects, is off the board. Um, and seeing those names hurt. Seeing those names fly off the board hurts. I'm looking to get a defensive prospect. Um, the only defensive prospect that we have so far is uh, Edron Cooper. Edron Cooper from the University of Texas A&M. And we have to find ways to improve that 32nd-ranked defense. And just simply bringing in Ezra Cooper isn't going to cut it. And bringing in Dan Quinn as a coach isn't going to cut it. And I'm not saying that these late round guys are going to cut it either. Um, if the mock draft or if the draft does play out this way, um, you would definitely have to attack <coughs> the draft in free agency. Um, but I'm looking to add a corner or a secondary piece here 
Um, so you have Jalon Carlos, um, the safety from Missouri, um, who has good size at 6'2", 225 pounds. He's fitting the big build for a prototypical. He's fitting the prototypical size for a Dan Quinn type safety. Think Cam Chancellor. Think J. Ron Curse. Um, but with you know us being pretty light at the depth chart at the cornerback position, I'm gonna go ahead and bring in the local prospect Jaquan Shepard from the University of Maryland, who has tremendous size for a corner at six one as well. And Maryland produces DBs. Think about Deontay Banks. Think about, you know, Darnell Savage. Think about uh, J.C. Jackson, um, Bennett, Jacorian Bennett from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Merlin produces his fair share of cornerbacks, so I'm going to go ahead and stick with the draft pedigree there um, and rock out with those guys. And then lastly, but certainly, certainly not leastly, as we round out the draft, we're moving and we're entering a pick 220 and we're now on the board. We have A.J. Bonner, tight end from Michigan, more of a blocking tight end. Mason McCormick from South Dakota State. We have Carson Still. We have Jordan Whittington. We have Omar Space. We have Dadrian Taylor, Demerson. We have Andrew Phillips. Um, so we have our pick of the litter with our last pick and you see who we've drafted so far. Um, this mock draft has gone offensive heavy. I didn't necessarily think that that was going to be the case entering the draft. But, hey, you never know how the draft is going to play out. And to wrap up this draft, I think that I might be taking a flyer on Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Good special teamer. Um, he's a safety. Um, and he's the only name that I really know on this board. Uh, Jordan Winnington is a slot receiver. I don't think that we're looking for slots. As, the, as far as the receiver position goes, if we do take a receiver, I think it may, might be a more of a big body type. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take safety. Dadrian Taylor Demerson out of Texas Tech to round out the draft. So, as we round out the draft, man, if you guys haven't, Yet, um, and if you're not tuned into our social media pages, go ahead and tap into those social media pages. Our X slash Twitter handle is at BleedingBNG. That's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. Um, our Instagram handle is spelled a little bit different. That one is at BleedingBNG, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G-B-N-G. So our Instagram handle is spelled the proper way. Um, as always, you know you come to BleedingBNG for the most raw uncut and um, unfiltered analysis, right? So when you're searching in your podcast platforms and your audio-only platforms, please leave a rating, please leave a review, preferably five stars. That's how we finesse these algorithms so that when you're searching anything Bleeding B&G, um, anything Washington Commanders, excuse me, or Washington Football, Bleeding B&G is the number one content hub that pop up on your algorithm. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a screenshot of this draft class. Um, and you guys, let me know what you think about this draft. Um, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I'll be checking in on you guys later. Be sure to leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think and be tapped in because Mock Draft 2.0 will be on the way shortly. I told you, I'm pushing out at least two episodes a week now. Oh, and lastly but not least, before I get out of here, <clears throat> please sign up to be a part of the Bleeding B&G Mafia. Guys, I'm looking to give away merch. I'm looking to give away merch. To only my lo most loyal, finest customers. Uh, and 
those are the ones that sign up to be a part of the membership, um, the Bleeding B&G Mafias. Go ahead and hit that membership button. Become a member. Um, I can't thank you enough. And thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace.